Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire, Friday, October 30th. The last weekday in the month of October, Saturday, Halloween, going to be a full moon. Hope everybody's excited for that. Uh, Hashtag dad life. You know where I'm coming from. Uh, We got a great show. We got a wonderful guest, Preston Johnson, a.k.a. the Sports Cheetah on social media. I've actually met this guy. He has the beard of James Harden. He's a Mormon, and I think he's like six foot two. Strange things going on with Preston Johnson, but he's really sharp, very smart individual, and uh, I think you guys will like the podcast. We picked many games for Week 8 in the NFL. Also, at the end of the podcast, I'll give out my three best bets. I've already bet two of them. I'm waiting for the right number on the third. And also, we will be giving away two more $100 Venmos later in the show to five-star commenters on iTunes. Gotta, you guys really delivered this month. Uh, we will do it again in November if you're late to the party. But let's start with Thursday Night Football. It didn't go my way. I told you guys, I didn't like it. I didn't like the bet. Uh, you know, the play was supposed to be Atlanta. You're supposed to bet Atlanta in that spot. But I couldn't do it. I just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, and I took Carolina, and they looked like garbage. Uh, Carolina had an early lead, 
But defensively, they were never in that game. And if you want to file something away for next week, they lost Brian Burns, their best defender. Um, he went down late after getting a sack that was kind of nullified because of defensive holding. But this is a, a a Panthers defense that just looked terrible. They did not force a punt until there was like three minutes left in the game. And Atlanta was in total control, second half, um, you know, moving the ball at will, 5.9 yards per play. And my big takeaway from this game is the Carolina Panthers are who we thought they were, right? They were at one point um, three and one, and now they've lost two. Uh, I'm sorry, they were three and two. Now they've lost two straight to the Saints and the Falcons. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Panthers from Thursday night look like the Carolina team we all thought we'd see in the preseason. Remember, this is like a five or six win team. They would be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And maybe they get Dabo Sweeney too. It was like Jacksonville and Carolina would both stink. Well, Jacksonville is awful. Carolina has been plucky. But this performance, I mean, the offensive line was leaky. Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out of the game. Um, and the defense was atrocious. Falcons, eh, whatever. Um, you know, they won. Julio Jones had a nice night. You know, I lost money on the game. That's all I care about. Let, let's move on to uh, the second order of business here is the big college football news that broke on Thursday. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, you had this news or a whiff of it about 45 minutes before it broke. The Trevor Lawrence, the best player in college football, the man who will be the number one pick in the 2021 draft, hopefully to my New York Jets, he has tested positive for COVID and he will miss the Boston College game this weekend. Now, the person who told me about it is a gambler and the line, I guess, opened at 32. It ticked down to 31. I was able to take a chunk at 31. It goes down to 30, 29, and then off the board. And that, when it went off the board, it was like, okay, this is more than a rumor. This is definitely, there's, you know, there's some more than smoke to this one. And Trevor Lawrence, they announced that he tested positive. But here's where it's interesting. The school announces Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID on Wednesday. Wednesday because of the 10-day window where you can't play. It's so weird. The Big Ten has 21 days. The ACC somehow settled on 10. 10 days means, assuming Lawrence is fine and he doesn't have any symptoms and he's not hospitalized and all that, Trevor Lawrence will be eligible to play next weekend against Notre Dame in a massive game with national playoff implications. So um, Clemson was quick to rectify that, right? Everybody instantly saw, oh, no, it's Thursday they counted to 10. They realized it was nine days to the Notre Dame game, and they panicked. The good news is they said the test was Wednesday. Trevor Lawrence will be eligible, assuming he's healthy. And, um, you know, we will get into college football a little bit with uh, Preston Johnson in the interview shortly. And, and this is yet another reason. It's tough for me to get into college football. The, the COVID stuff is just brutal for the sport. Um, we knew it would be an issue. What do you expect when there's a bunch of players living in the dorms? I think all the players are okay. Um, they end up fine after a week or two, um, and they end up playing. But you knew this was going to be a problem, and, and it has really hit college football hard. I know the ratings are down a little bit. I personally have not gambled on any games other than you know the first week where someone just told me, hey, I fired on these, and I just took a couple bets uh, for some you know cigarette money. But... Overall, college football, it's been tough. And we haven't really talked about it on this podcast. I do think we will going forward. Big Ten, Pac-12, and um, obviously Trevor Lawrence and the SEC, the best conference in the country. But 
Now, let's quickly get to the best two comments. We gave out one on yesterday's podcast. The other two best comments that will win $100. I will Venmo it to you tomorrow, and here they are. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, first up, we've got Mario Beltran. It's titled, Best Podcast. Jason, thanks for making my drive to work awesome every single day. But please, say goodbye to us. Sometimes you just finish the show without saying it's over. It hurts bad. So, so, so bad to be just left there without even a see you tomorrow or something. I always scroll to see if there's more. 45 minutes a day is not enough. Mario Beltran, that is very nice. And you know what? I've heard that from a family member. Jay, you need some kind of sign-off, something. I I don't really consider the sign-off a big deal. I'm just like, I'm out. Mic drop. All right, it's not really a mic drop, but Mario Beltran, Beltran hit me on Instagram 
or Twitter, and I will Venmo you $100 for your very kind comment. Uh, the other one was a toss-up. We had several people. I didn't realize this has basically turned into a, a... A lot of the guys are tuning in for the picks. Well, that's unfortunate because, you know, outside of football season, we're going to be doing this daily. It's NBA season, the summer. Uh, it, 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 we're not just doing gambling in NFL. I know we do talk a lot of gambling. But um, the other comment, which has a little bit less of the gambling, but some. It's B Spear Got Picks. It's titled Must Listen. This has quickly become the first listen every morning. J-Mac and Rob G really bring that straight fire. You bring an incredible energy and passion every day. And the sports analysis and breakdowns are so valuable. Literally valuable. Your gambling insight and advice have been quite profitable for me. I share the same passion for sports and sports betting. I know my NFL handicapping is getting better because my picks are starting to line up with J-Max. Keep grinding. You have a longtime supporter here. Thank you. B-Spear got picks. And I know this is probably one of those things where a lot of people are like, oh, Jason, what, what is it? The self-congratulations. Well, you know what? It's less about me and it's more about you guys really becoming a community, getting on board. We're all in this together, man. I'm just, the, you know, the voice behind it. Trust me. I read the DMs. I see the tweets. Uh, I, I don't check my Facebook messages as much as I probably should, but uh, it's much appreciated because, you know, we're getting a lot of listens. I think October will be our record for most listens. Obviously, we keep going up on the trajectory. August, you know, uh, the first month and then September and October was big. Listen, October, you had the NBA playoffs, you had World Series, NFL. Like, it's a pretty great month, uh, October for sports. Um, and I, we hope to keep it rolling in November. All right, next up is an interview I think you guys will like with Preston Johnson, the sports cheetah. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in Preston Johnson, a.k.a. Sports Cheetah on social media. We had him on back oof, when the podcast started, maybe August, to talk. I think it was some NBA, some NFL, and uh, he's a big college football guy as well. Preston, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me back on. That's good. Yeah, you're on Daily Wager. You write up stuff for ESPN. Um, you're pretty much a big deal now, right? <laughs> I try to be. Yeah, I gotta, win. I gotta win though, man. You gotta win. That's what it comes down to. Yes. Okay. So Preston, very public with his uh, struggles in college football. Um, well, I, I, I got to be honest, Preston. I haven't done any college football gambling this season. I'm starting to slowly get into it. We had Bruce Feldman on the show yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was great talking about his book and had some great Joe Burrow stuff, fighting Devin White uh, at LSU in practice and just being more of a badass than you think. Looking at Joe Burrow, um, but I've totally punted on college football do you uh you still are firing at the same rate that you were years prior yeah i mean the volume's done a little bit just because we didn't have as many games or teams that are playing but that's picking up now we have week two of mountain west conference play big 10 play so yeah even during the bad days you know saturday wasn't i mean i I, it was like four and ten or four and eleven which is pretty bad and i'm firing pretty big on these and so 
to have that, like by the end of Saturday night, you just, you want to be done for the week, for the, for the month, like whatever he's like, what's the point? And then you wake up Sunday, you're feeling a little better Monday. the lines start coming out and I have like 11 or 12 games I've bet already now this week. So it like, it's, Jeez. it doesn't matter. Like eventually you just kind of get used to the losing. If, yeah. If uh, you've done it long enough and yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to be losing. Yeah. No, that's, uh, listen, four of 11, who hasn't had one of those? I mean, it's just normal, but uh, all right, Preston, let's quickly go to baseball real quick. World Series, game six. You're like a hardcore analytics guy, obviously, being a numbers dude. Um, mm-hmm. What what was your major again in college? Sports psychology. Yeah, sports psychology. Okay, so that plays into this game it six. totally does, by the yeah. race. Yes, so Blake Snell is rolling. He had struck out the, I believe, the top three batters of the order the first two times he faced them. Mm-hmm. Um, he was rolling and then he gives up a single to the nine guy and the top of the order comes up and the manager pulls him. And, um, well, you, everybody knows what happened next, but the big discussion was have analytics ruined baseball. I think that was the headline for the podcast, uh, the following day. And it did good numbers, obviously, because we're talking about the world series and, and a move that anybody can relate to. But Preston being an analytical background guy, I'm curious, were you okay with, cash making this move so let me start with the reason why it was an analytical decision and then outside of it just being like i'm an analytical guy it's really like the perfect practice of process versus results and i totally will defend them and their process like if they went in with a game plan of no matter what no matter how well blake is pitching we're pulling him out before the third order because check i should say the third time through the order check this out look batters hit 140 against blake snell the first time through the order this season. By the time the third time through the order hit, they were hitting 307 against Blake Snell. It was the highest batting average against any starting pitcher this season that made at least 12 starts. Okay, timeout. Let me ask a question. So this season was only 60 games. Um, If we look over uh, the prior season and the prior season to that, are the numbers similar? Is this a small sample size? They're not that drastic. So yeah, I was going to say it's a shortened season, so the sample is smaller. But just like blindly if you blanket all pitchers and this is why more and more teams are using relievers earlier rather than pitching their guys 90 to 100 plus pitches is because you just struggle the deeper you go into a game that's just fact at this point it's like not even mm-hmm. arguable so then if you're kevin cash you're whoever it is up top that's making the calls and you go into this game you, and you're like hey going through that third time through the order like we're just going to go to our bullpen that we trust and if that was their game plan going into it how do you fault them for one making that decision and everyone's going to say, well, if you're observing like Blake Snell was in God mode, like he's pitching a two hitter, like how do you pull him out in that spot? And it's a fair question. It's a really tough spot, but I'll say this, look in game two, I believe he had a no hitter going into the fifth inning and they end up Dodgers tag him for two runs. He doesn't even make it out of the inning and they do the same thing where they have to move. And that was going through that third time through the order. And you look back on the entire season, like they have evidence-based decision-making that they had used Mm. all year long and they got them to game six of the world series. Otherwise they're probably yes. not there. And so how do you fault them for not deviating? And the last thing I'll say for people that talk about, well, if you were just watching, you saw how well Blake Snow was pitching, like you got to leave him in. Look, those people, 99.9% don't realize that those last four batters before he was pulled, his fastball velocity had gone from 97, 98, all game down to 94. Those previous four batters, AJ Pollock was up. He hung a curveball that Pollock blitzed for an out. And then the next batter, he hung a slider against Barnes, who hits it and rips it for a line drive single. Mm. And then they pulled him. Like, these are small things and details. If you want to talk about observing, then observe a little better or, or in more detail. But the 
the data backs it up. And really, it's about trusting your process that got you there and following through with it, even though it didn't work out that time. Good thing for us Dodgers fans. But uh, I totally will defend Kevin Cash. I honestly <laughs> okay. I feel bad for the guy. Okay, so let me back up. Now, you said one interesting thing, and you trust the bullpen. However, yeah, Anderson. in this <laughs> instant, the kid Anderson had been absolutely lit up in, I think somebody had said like his last eight or ten appearances, he had gotten shelled. So does that factor into the process? Or were you, would, would you have preferred they went to someone else? I know you're a Dodgers fan, so that might sound silly. Sure, but. no, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, honestly, I think that's a bigger question here than him pulling Blake Snell was, do you go to Anderson who had, I think had given up a run in six or seven straight appearances, even though he was lights out all, you know, 60 game season and he really had been struggling. And it wasn't like, you know, a five inning sample of Blake Snell being really good. And you, you go with the data over the course of the season, like six, six appearances for Anderson's like a pretty big sample, even though it's more, yeah. just more recent, like maybe you do want to go to Fairbanks or somebody else in that spot. I think that's a bigger question because uh, obviously the Dodgers got to him. They end up taking the lead and winning it. Um, so that, I think that's definitely needs to be in the conversation, not just why did Kevin Cash pull Blake Snow. Okay. All right. So let's pivot to the NFL week eight. Now, you know, last week we saw a couple rematches, meaning, uh, you know, a, a two teams that faced each other early in the season uh, met again for the second time. So second time through the order, uh, Bills, Jets, Bills again did not cover um, against the Jets. And we've got a couple of those this week. But I, I actually want to start with the weather factor, Preston. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to play meteorologist. I'm not Al Roker here or anything. But how much does the weather factor in? And I'm not just talking cold weather, the Derek Carr cold weather narrative and the numbers, but specifically the wind. That's generally uh, going to be the most impactful uh, thing when it comes to weather. It's not necessarily snow. It's not necessarily the cold weather or rain. Like you even said in that Chiefs-Broncos uh, game last week, that total plummeted, I believe, from 49 all the way down to 44 before it got closer to the game and people realized like, hey, it, it's not really like blizzarding. They'll, they're going to be able to see. And the wind, I think, was like 9 to 12 miles per hour, which until you get to about 50 miles per hour is kind of a threshold where it'll start affecting a game more uh, you know, significantly. It's not going to have much of an impact. So then you saw the total move up to 46, 46 and a half. You saw the total fly over during the game. Um, so that was one where I thought there was like an overreaction. Now, in some cases, you know, you're going to have games. Like I think this Buffalo – New England one, like I saw today, there's on the forecast gusts of 45 to 50 mile per hour winds yeah. in the Buffalo game. And then everyone's like, well, Julian Edelman's out. Like, they're probably not going to be passing anyway. They don't have receivers that can get open. Cam Newton's struggling. Like, that's probably just going to be a run game anyway. But that's one where you've seen now the total as low as 41, 41 and a half. And that opened, I think, 46. Yeah. And so, well, what's, yeah. let me ask you, though. The, uh, the Patriots just got run all over by the 49ers. And the Bills have one of, I think, the six worst run defenses in the league. So even if there isn't as much passing, the run game is going to be highly productive on both sides. What doesn't appear that way? So it, you would expect that to be the case. I think the Patriots, you know, if their defense shows up, they can at least limit a Bills rush offense that isn't actually that great. You know, when Josh Allen gets out and he's doing his thing, which really is generated from the passing game, then their rushing numbers maybe look a little more impactful than they truly are when they turn around and hand it off their rushing offense isn't too efficient and so uh, I'm not necessarily sure you want to be jumping on and over because you think 
both rushing offenses do well because I think sometimes we underappreciate when teams are running clock, especially in the NFL when the clock just isn't stopping like it does in college football. If both are just running the play ball every time they have the ball, it's like an option game in college football or something. It's just you're not going to have many possessions. And both defenses are at least comp, you know, competent enough that I don't think you're just going to see a bunch of rushing touchdowns all of a sudden. Um, obviously, the, the move was warranted, and if there's a ton of wind, I'm really curious to see. I think it's actually a look at – the Pats at plus four now, just because I think some of yeah. the things maybe are conducive to them with a better run game. Yeah, and I, you could argue that the pressure is on the Bills here. Like, this is their spot. You know they had this circled before the season. Holy cow, we can take them down. The division's ours. They'll be up, I think, three games on the Patriots if they win this. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, New England's in a, in a dire spot. I actually am going to not take that game because it feels too obvious. It feels like Buffalo. Um I know that's not a great reason, uh, but uh, so but, so besides the win there, let me ask you about the Cleveland um, Raiders game. So Raiders go on the road um, to Cleveland. Cleveland's coming off a win, but depending on what number you got, maybe not a cover. Any edge either way here if the wins are big in uh, Cleveland? So you know, that's a fair question because I know there's 60% chance of rain, but the winds, I mean, the forecast right now is 20 mile per hour winds to 33 mile per hour winds throughout the day, which is extremely significant. You've seen that drop now from, I think it was 55 and a half, 56 down yeah. below. Like, I mean, 51 is a really you know key number in the NFL for a total in that range. Some spots are now 50 and a half. Uh, as far as is there an advantage to either team, one or the other, I don't think so. Cleveland, and obviously we know uh, Stefanski, they pulled over from Minnesota. They love to run the ball anyways. That's mm-hmm. their MO, but they don't have Nick Chubb. From what I recall, he's still out. He's been on the yeah. IR. So that's going to be tougher for them. And you know, Las Vegas isn't afraid to turn around and give it to Josh Jacobs, and they've had success in that regard in a few matchups. Uh, so I'm staying away from that game, to be completely honest. If you're into teasers, I think Las Vegas is a fair teaser piece, getting them through the key numbers up to plus 8.5. I think that's a good mm-hmm. teaser leg option, especially in a game that's going to be slower, lower scoring now because of the weather concerns. Um, and if you were, to, let me just ask you this. If you were to trust someone, though, to throw a ball in 25-mile-per-hour wins, is it Baker Mayfield or is it Derek Carr? I would probably trust Carr because his yes. short game, the quick passing, I think is he's, much better. Yeah, I think he's a little bit – this the experience helps in that regard, right? Yeah. Um, but so the other thing is – and I don't really know how to broach this, Preston. I personally hate betting totals because I don't want to watch a football game. And I know <laughs> this doesn't sound like a true gambler. And root for no points or oh, only scoring and no de- – you know, like it's just – I don't love betting totals, at least in the regular season. Plus I'm in the, the Circa contest and I like the idea that I can break down a game better than you and I can try to get sides – at a higher clip than you. And I know that sounds stupid. That's a fool's errand because gambling on the NFL is the toughest. But where where do you come in on the whole sides versus totals versus props? I mean, like this weekend, is there is there a chance you're only going to bet one NFL side? Uh, so I've bet two now. I, I did bet the Ravens at minus three and a half. And I ended up adding the Seattle uh, Seahawks. It got to two and a half, like pretty cheap prices on the two and a half and I just don't understand the move against Seattle. We can get into that game later if you'd like. Yeah. But uh, as far as totals versus sides, I, I definitely don't have like uh, a willingness to do one over the other. It's generally like, all right, if I show value or a discrepancy that's big enough versus my projection yes. and the market, I'm just going to go ahead and bet it. Now, I will say this. I have... I personally think the totals have been sharper as a whole this college football season than in the past. The amount of totals I've bet 
is much lower. The volume of totals is lower than it has been in the past. And I think part of that, you mentioned Circa. Well, they're the first in the world to post college football numbers every week. And I think they've just gotten better. They, they started doing that last season when they first opened. They're doing it this year. And I just think the general market on totals is sharper by Sunday night, Monday morning than it ever was before. And so I've noticed now I am betting a lot more sides, uh, but not necessarily because I want to. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just, that's what it is. Like that's just kind of right. where the value lies. Okay. So uh, it's an interesting trend and I'm not a huge trend guy. I'll factor them in when I, you know, I'm writing them up for Fox sports, but so I had seen this trend last week that teams coming off a Monday night football game, playing a team coming off of a buy. Right, so you're on extra short. They're on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, much longer time. For whatever reason, the team coming off Monday Night Football is hitting at like sixty eight percent, going back to I think two thousand three. And and I know that the coaches' staffs change and the players change and all that. But on a trend like that, can you say, hmm, there may be something to that? Because I will say it hit last week. Luck box totally. Arizona coming off Monday Night Football. Uh, versus uh, Seattle coming off the bye and Arizona won, which, you know, you could definitely call that one luck. But there is one this week, and it's the Rams coming off Monday Night Football against the Bears against the Dolphins, who are coming off a bye. Now, I'm not saying I'd blindly play the Rams, but when I tell you something like that, you could be honest, uh, Preston. Is it in one ear, out the other? It all depends on going back to 2003. Like, what's the sample size? Do you, do you know off the top yeah, of your I head? Yeah, I think I want to say it's like 35 to 40 games, somewhere in there. Okay, so like, that's that's not enough. Like, I can tell you how many times when I was living in Vegas before I walked by a roulette table and and <laughs> red was the last 12 on the screen. You know, when you walk by a roulette table, it shows the previous yeah. numbers, yeah. like 12 straight reds. Um, I've seen guys lose like 18, 19 blackjack hands in a row. Like, I'm telling you, if you just have a sample of 35 – like I, I understand you're you're querying that exact Monday versus someone on the bye week. Like you can flip thirty five coins and it can be you know twenty five and ten heads versus tails, mm. and it's just complete variance, complete luck. What I do think is possible, and I've seen this happening in recent years with home teams are just being overvalued because home field advantage has been declining, and especially this season. But another yeah. thing is, I think sometimes the off the buy extra week of rest in the market is maybe overvalued as well. So hmm. now if it's maybe like one point or one to two percentage, as far as your win probability, it's not going to manifest to 68% against the spread. That's still a, like way too high as far as that's, that's a little fluky, but okay. if maybe there's something to it, to the tune of 53% to 47% fair, because I think teams are you know being a little bit overvalued off of a buy. That's just something I've noticed the last few years hmm. along with the home field. So let me hit you with this. Uh, the reason I like Miami, I'm not definitely taking them in the contest. Tua. They're in the mix for me. Yes. So the unknown of Tua, but the other factors at play. So I've watched the Dolphins uh, a little too close. I wanted to take them against the Niners because I saw that Jones and Howard were finally healthy. Howard, the, who was an awesome cornerback, got hurt last year, and Jones, who they stole from the Cowboys in free agency. When they are on the field together, it's lockdown city. Teams really cannot throw on them. Howard is one of the best cornerbacks in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. And their run defense stinks. So the ability of those two guys healthy, they're able to definitely bring an extra safety in the box, maybe an extra safety closer to the line, and say, hey, you know what? We're not worried about Robert Woods or Josh Reynolds or Cooper Cup. We're going to lock you down on the outside and go ahead and try to challenge us. 
Factor in the Brian Flores head coach who was on the Belichick staff that devised the Super Bowl game plan that totally, totally shut down the Rams and Goff a couple years ago. I kind of like Miami. Am I talking myself into it? Or do you hear this as a pro gambler who looks at a lot of numbers and says, you know, that's nice, but my number says not enough big enough delta. Forget it. So you, I mean, you're going against the trend essentially here. I am going against the trend. Yeah. Um, So I I would say my projection makes the line four. So it's not something I'm going to be looking at to bet either direction. I, I will say I do love betting games that have a lot of uncertainty and obviously, <laughs> Tua being the new quarterback for the Dolphins, who, by the way, this bye week, we call it a bye week, but look, they're integrating a brand new quarterback, a rookie quarterback. So, like, like how much extra rest and extra prep is it when you're really kind of, you know, crash course cramming mm-hmm. Tua with all of the new offensive stuff that you're implementing? Um, it's an interesting spot. I'll just say this. It is, I think, the fourth or fifth time now in eight weeks the Rams have had to travel from the West yes. Coast all the way to the East Coast. So it's a pretty tough spot regardless of the rest disadvantage. And I do think that in general, um, you know, there was a really good article put out this week about Brandon Staley, the new young defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams and what they're doing, kind of bring a collegiate style of defense to the NFL and how it's been working so far. And you can't run on this team. Look, if two is able to make passes and make throws and then he can make plays with his legs like he did at Alabama, like that's just going to open up everything. So I'm really curious to see, like, are the Rams really just going to sell out against the run and say, hey, Tua, we dare you to beat us? Or are they going to try to play more balanced? It's This is what I'm kind of getting at, though. If you were to look at Ryan Fitzpatrick in this season, the year 2020, if yeah. Tua in his first start ever against this Rams defense, a downgrade from Ryan Fitzpatrick in the year 2020, probably. I have this Rams minus four if Fitzpatrick was under center. Mm. We think two is more often than not a downgrade. Yeah. I would actually lead lean to the Rams side. If it gets to minus three, I probably would actually bet LA. Okay. So you did mention the Rams defense can't run on them. Um, you know, Preston, they've played arguably the weakest schedule in the league. They played. Yeah, everyone NFC brings up the East. NFC East. I know. I know. Yeah. And, and, and the bears, we saw that they're one dimensional. It's like Allen Robinson or bust. Um, I don't know. I, Something's just telling me that Miami's going to be live here. I, and, and I don't I, listen. I'm conditioned not to like them as a Jets guy, um, but they're definitely going to be in my um, in a teaser leg for me. Let me ask you one last question on the psychology of Tua. So Fitzpatrick was playing at a at a, a above average level. I think he was top fifteen quarterback per uh, Football Outsiders, like according to their DVOA and all their rankings. I think he was top fifteen or sixteen in the league. Why pull him? Unless you've seen some, oh my gosh, mind-blowing stuff in practice out of Tua, or they saw something that this is a spot for him coming off the bye, because I can't. There's no pressure to play him when they're playing well. I mean, unless you count that Herbert looks great and Burrow looks great, but uh, those teams have losing records and aren't in the playoff mix. Miami's there with Fitzpatrick. Try to get into the psychology if you can. So when I was writing up this game on Sunday night, kind of as a look ahead for next week uh, at ESPN. I didn't even realize this before I started digging in. And I don't know if you've heard this now this week, the Dolphins have a plus 47 point differential. I think it's, it's the sixth best in the NFL. And you're right, Fitzpatrick, look, his QBR, he's fifth in the NFL. I think in EPA, expected points added, he's uh, like either 10th or 11th. Like he's fringe top 10. So you're right. Like they've been playing – out of this world, they're honestly their three and three record is a little bit unlucky when you look at the actual point differential. Yeah. I think this is what it was. I just think 
this is not to compare it to Blake Snell in the World Series game six. Obviously, way more high leverage than this Dolphin situation. But if they went into the season saying, hey, we're going to make sure two is healthy. We're going to make sure he's getting reps, seeing things unfold. We have our bye week in week seven. Like, we're going to play six games. And the best spot to let Tua take over in his first start is going to be when we have two weeks to prep for him. Let's just, no matter what happens here, we're just going to start Tua in this seventh game against the Rams. And they play in that two months ago. That's my best assumption, yeah. okay. but it's that combined with big picture stuff. And if he th- he's the future of your franchise, now's the time to implement him and see where he can take you. All right. So two more games I want to buzz through. Um, sure. Let's go see at see at Seattle and San Francisco. And um, I think we touched on the line movement earlier. It was uh, I think six on the look ahead. And it's down to three. Um, for me, this is Seattle or nothing. And everywhere I look, it's like all oh, the 49ers are back. Like Preston, and this is the thing that can't come across in the analytics. Um, uh, you know, the machine uh, spits out, the algorithm spits out a number. Like, you can't see that the last two weeks the 49ers have got right against teams that can't stop the run. What does Seattle do best? They stop the run. I think they're top 10 stopping the run. Now, Kyler Murray had a nice game, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not Kyler Murray. Um, and I know they're on track to give up the most yards ever, and everybody says their defense is terrible. That's not untrue. But in this spot for this game, I feel like Seattle's got an edge there. So I agree with you about this actual matchup. Now, I would disagree in saying that analytics don't pick this up. Look, they do. Okay. If you're, if you're really you know, doing stuff, you're going to realize, like, hey, the, the Niners did get right, and the Rams' win was impressive. Then they just you know, dominated the Pats, who were a mess. But when you're looking at this game, you know, it's going to jump out of the page that, hey, for one, I think the overreaction to what happened to Seattle when they probably should have won that game. If it wasn't for the penalty on the field goal, trying to block the kick, like the overreaction that they lose that game and Russell Wilson ends up throwing three interceptions with the one in overtime, like this line's coming down. But look, you mentioned it. Not only I think are they eighth in uh, rush efficiency as far as their defense is concerned, just their overall defense gets a bad reputation. They're 19th in expected points added defensively. So they're below average, but they're not like bottom, bottom, bottom of the league. And this is with a defense that got Jamal Adams over, and they haven't had him since week three when he got injured with his groin, who is questionable to actually potentially return this week, which would be a nice bonus. They just traded for Carlos Dunlap uh, to shore mm-hmm. up the defensive line some more. So, and here's the other thing. The teams that have beat them, it's like you mentioned, like they're just doing it through the air. But what does San Francisco do? They don't throw with Jimmy G 40 to 50 mm-hmm. times. Like, they're going to try to play a balanced run-first attack, and that plays into what Seattle's at least strength of their defense can do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you want to look at the the running backs for Seattle that are out, Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson's like, fine. I'm fine with Russell Wilson throwing more and more. more. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the best option they have anyways. Yeah. I really do like Seattle. It's something I just yeah. I haven't understood the line. And minus two and a halves out there still, like, you can get the minus threes of plus money. I think it's a great bet. So uh, let me do quickly, Debo Samuel, like the, uh, no algorithm is going to say he's worth a point or a half a point, right? He's just, he's just a wide receiver. But if you watch what they do offensively, I would say after George Kittle, Debo Samuel is their second most important guy. They can, they can do him on sweeps. He's their toughest receiver. It's like, let's get him the ball in space. He can make plays. When you remove him from the equation, Mm -hmm. I don't know who vertically scares you on the San Francisco team. Uh, you know, just put two guys on Kittle and say, you know what, we will let uh, Jarek McKinnon and Jermichael Hasty, the running backs, go to work. I mean, good, good luck. Like, I, I don't, Debo Samuel, how do you factor him in? Because when you watch them, you know without him, their offense stinks. Yeah, no, it's a great point with him being out. You can it, – it's – 
it's a lot like you see it with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you wish you could put two or three guys on Travis Kelsey, but you can't because you have Tyree Kill and mm. Sammy Watkins and all these yeah. options. And Mahomes will make sure he finds the right guy. And believe me, if anyone can scheme receivers open, it's Kyle Shanahan. But at some point, if you just don't have receivers, we're seeing with the Patriots that can get open, then it doesn't matter. And so you're absolutely right. Like this gives the ability now to Seattle to take away George Kittle which is their main option without Debo Samuel there as a weapon. So, and you're right. It's really tough for people that are modeling the NFL and projecting, like you can't just kind of do like sheer power numbers anymore. Like you have to have like actual, like a player level model that evaluates what is Debo Samuel's gravity. We talk about Steph Curry shooting threes and his gravity to a basketball court and his impact as far as that's concerned, even when he's not shooting the basketball, that's what you're asking. What is Debo Samuel worth as far as his gravity on a football field? Because he can, be a deep threat as far as Seattle's defense is concerned, or he can just do other things, crosses over the middle. They run the ball sometimes with some of their, you know, slot guys coming in motion. Like absolutely is a great question. What's his value? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head where he's at, but obviously it's a bonus for Seattle. He'll be off the field. All right. A game. Let me pick a game. We disagree on chargers and Denver. Now we were texting about this mm, yeah. and um, it appears, you know, I was I, somebody else said that uh, uh, I think it's Right Angle Sports gave out a buy on, you know, or they gave a release on the Chargers at either minus two or minus two and a half, and that's what drove the line up to three. Right Angle Sports is one of these gambling outfits you pay them for picks. I don't know how they do. I don't pay anybody for picks. Do you pay anybody for picks, Preston? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know if the Chargers are the side, but when I when I look at some of the stuff that they're doing versus Denver and Drew Locke, I, I know it's Anthony Lynn on the road, a rookie quarterback favored, Vic Fangio knows defense. I, I, I think I want to take the Chargers here. Talk me out of it. I think talking you out of it is just that you're paying such a premium. It's just like at some point it comes down to what the number is. Like I think more often than not, I project the Chargers – to win the game slightly more often than the Broncos. But just like from a market perspective, let's let's just take a look at this. Last week, Denver was plus nine and a half at home to the Chiefs. Mm. And this was bet all the way down to seven and even some six and a halves on Sunday morning. All right. And now you're saying the Chargers, I mean, they're minus three, minus 120. I mean, you can get plus money or you could buy to a three and a half if you want that extra hook on the key number of three. Like, well, wait, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Was, was some of that Chiefs-Denver uh, line, did that go down because of the snow, or was it something else? That's It's probably a combination of people wanted to bet okay. the Broncos anyways, but because the total was coming down, then the spread came down as well. But but to go from 9.5 and, and push through 7 at some shops, like that's that's a legitimate move on the Denver side. And so when you line up 6.5, 7 to this one being 3, 3.5, like – I think most people would say the Chiefs are more than three, three and a half points better than the Chargers. But these lines imply that the Chargers are only three or three and a half points worse than the Chiefs on a neutral field. I just disagree with it. And as great as Justin Herbert has looked at times, look, let's just look at the rest of this. And by the way, last week was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who everyone anticipated would be historically bad this year. And they were losing that game late third quarter by a touchdown. But just look at the defenses. All right, this is where the advantage is for Denver. They're a top 10 in success rate both against the pass and the run. The Chargers are outside the top 10 in both, right? Your home field advantage, which is in altitude, is something that obviously the Los Angeles Chargers are not accustomed to, especially with a rookie quarterback. And you're getting now three points at plus money. I, I like Denver just because the number is just too extreme the other way. I wasn't looking to bet Denver at all. They're not a team I want to bet when they lose by 100 to the Chiefs the week prior. But when you're giving me plus money on a three at home here, I got to take it. All right, fine. Let's. I, I will. I will pass on the Chargers in the contest. <laughs> good, Thank you, good. Preston. All right. So the game, uh, biggest game of the week, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, listen, I 
been prattling on all week that I don't care that the public is on the Steelers. Um, and you could chime in on this whole public sharp debate and if you want, but I just personally don't know how good Baltimore is this year. You remove the Cleveland victory in the opener and their record. The opponents for the Ravens so far are 6-20-1. And, and the numbers for them offensively are way down. They played one good team and they got smacked around by the Chiefs. I don't know how good Baltimore is, and I am more than willing to take the Steelers. I, I took them at five and four, and I even took them at three and a half. I, maybe I'm being greedy. Um, I, I like Tomlin in this spot. This always feels like a three-point game, this, this battle between these two rivals. I don't know, man. Uh, where are you on this game? So that's definitely going to be the sentiment all week, as you'll hear everyone in media will say, you know, this is a divisional rivalry game. You have to take, you know, over a field goal because, you know, it's always a three-point game or a close game, which it's been the case more often than not in the past. Uh, when it when it's all said and done, like, I don't know, would you say, okay, so you're, you're not sure about Baltimore, which I guess I can kind of understand where you're coming from. The team is very similar to last last year's team and last year's team outside of going over five on fourth down against the Titans in the playoffs. Like most people thought they were the best team or close to it in the NFL, regardless, you would say they were top five. So, I mean, it's not like we only have data this season on Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. at quarterback. Like you have to look back a little bit more and they were a top team last year too. So for me going and, you know, projecting everything out, I wouldn't bet minus four, but I did bet some minus three and a half. Uh, my projections a little bit over four, but ultimately for this, what came down to was what have the Steelers done? You know, everyone talks about their defense and then their offense has been doing well. I looked into this. Look, Denver was the best defense they've placed when you look at DVOA grades. Yep. Denver's seventh in DVOA. And they almost lost that game to Denver at home, by the way. It was Jeff Driscoll who took over for Denver quarterback, almost beat the Steelers. Yeah. All the other teams, Houston, uh, the Giants, who else? The Eagles, the Titans, the Browns. These are all teams that are back half or, you know, a lot worse in defense. The Ravens are by far the best defense they've seen yet. You can't yeah. beat them with the run. You can't beat them with the pass. This is If you're saying, oh, this is Baltimore's next biggest mm-hmm. test other than Kansas City where they fell behind and it was tough for them to crawl back, it's yep. Pittsburgh's biggest test too. Okay. Let me counter that. And I do love this game, Preston. Um, <laughs> Chiefs offense against the Ravens. 29 first downs, 517 yards, 7.1 yards per play. Uh, the other quarterbacks they face besides Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, uh, I think it was Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz. Um, I would say Ben Roethlisberger's having a better season than all those guys other than Mahomes. And Roethlisberger hasn't even been great. Um, but the other thing I would like you to counter, when you look at Priors, last year Lamar faced this Steelers defense. He was sacked five times and picked off three times. If you toss in his allegedly gimpy knee where he did not run at all against Cincinnati. He did have one scoot for a touchdown against the Eagles. Do you anticipate him running in this game? Yeah, he ended up running for, I think he had that breakaway. He ended up running for like over, over 100 yards, though, I think, total in that game. So oh. the, they sat him out for those two practices, and I even got caught betting his rushing yard total under. I guess oh, yeah, 108. And yeah, so he ended I mean, he's been running the football, and it looks like he's okay. So I think that's kind of flown past uh, but I don't know, five sacks and two matchups last year isn't too concerning. Well, Three no, no, interceptions I, I don't, isn't great, well, but well, I don't think he played in week seventeen. Uh, I think it was just the uh, one you're probably game right. So you're talking about in the one game he threw three picks and yeah, five yeah, times. yeah. He struggled. Now they won because they were playing, you know, with a bum of a quarterback, whoever was filling in. Um, 
uh, for for Big Hodges Ben Hodges or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those two guys. Yeah. Does any of that matter to you that last year they saw Lamar when he was at his apex, dominating the league, and they shut him down? And this year, and maybe it's just me, but something feels off about this offense. It just doesn't seem as dominant as last. I've year. heard a lot of people say that, and it's hard to gauge in value. Something feels off. Like that line, I've heard it about uh, the Ravens okay. offense. I've heard it about a few other things. Let like, me try this. Let me try this. Go ahead. He hasn't, Lamar Jackson hasn't had thrown for over 200 yards in like four weeks. And I think the Ravens have the least amount of passing yards. I know they're playing a weak schedule. Yeah, they haven't needed to throw, but yeah. Right. I don't know. It's a fair question. Like, it's still relatively early. What's great about the NFL? Great or you hate it as a better. But like the sample sizes are all so small because the season's yes. only 16 games anyways. And so we're, you know, you know, six games in and you're trying to make these decisions and you have to go with the data you have. And you question, like, do I do I take that into account from last year where he had a bad game? I'll tell you, it's weighted into the data, at least to a small extent, because it's part of what his numbers are and what I'm projecting out. But do I weigh it like extra for any reason? No, it could have just been that it was any other game. And I think they'll make adjustments. And obviously, he's going to want to have a better showing in this divisional rivalry game. All right. So, uh, listen, some different sides. Listen, Preston, I could do this easily oh, yeah. an hour, but, uh, you know, they try to limit the length of the podcast. I guess the listeners don't tune in to the hour-long podcast. But I love this, breaking it down. Now, I know you, you said something that's interesting. Like, no matter any stat I throw at you, that's baked into the number, right? At least for the best yep. models. Yeah, to some extent. So then what edge can you find other than when you say, like, um you know, the Chiefs were X amount favorites against the Broncos, and now the Broncos are uh, giving three to the Chargers. Like, is that an edge you can find? That's just kind of assessing the market to try to help explain and give context to listeners. Like, this is why I think the Chargers line is too high. Because, look, if the Chiefs were minus six and a half, minus seven against the Broncos, why are the Chargers three, three and a half? Now, I actually thought the Chiefs line had gone too low and I ended up betting mm-hmm. some minus seven plus 100. So for me, it was a combination of the chiefs line kind of got a little too extreme as far as it going down. And then in this case, I think it's just too extreme as far as the chargers going up, but ultimately like the margins are so thin and the NFL. And it's one of these things like if this was two and a half, like I'm never betting the Broncos plus two and a half. I actually don't even love plus three, but if you can get plus three at plus money or plus three and a half, at minus 120 or better, then those are worthwhile. So ultimately it ends up just kind of being a math game. And it's like, if I can get five to 10 cents of an advantage here on key numbers, then that's the ones that I'm going to be betting. Those are the ones I'm betting, I should say. And you know, if if not, I'm just passing. So he's Preston Johnson, AKA Sports Cheetah. And if I showed up at your front door and said, I'm making you bet $500 on an NFL side this weekend, or you're never allowed to gamble for the rest (laughs) of your life. um, What's your side? Uh, it's Seattle. Ooh, Five good. Okay, Seahawks. I like that. Yeah, All right, there it is. Preston, now we'll celebrate next time you're out here in L.A. All right, man. Hey, keep up the great work. You guys need to follow him, and uh, he's really smart. I appreciate it. All right, it. Preston, have a great weekend, dude. Take care. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, and as we do every Friday, we wrap up with the best bet. Some podcasts give out one pick, some maybe give out two. Every Friday, I'm delivering three, and we are on fire, literally. It's been a great run. We're still over 60%. Listen, guys, the gambling on the NFL, obviously we've mixed in some uh, mixed in some NBA but it's difficult. If you hit 55, 56, 57% over the long haul, that's great. So us off to this good start is great. Didn't get there with Carolina, so the best bet, 37, 24, and 5. Here are your three NFL picks for Sunday. I'm opening with a game Preston and I went into deep. I don't need to repeat it. Seattle, favored by three. Listen, if you can get a 2-5, oh my gosh, you got to take that. I think Seattle's definitely the side here. Probably my favorite pick of the weekend. Just two numbers to throw at you real quick. Russell Wilson owns San Fran. 11-4-1 against the spread. And um, I don't know if it matters that much, but Pete Carroll, after a loss, is dynamite. Uh, You know, the guy gets right back in the lab. 35-19-3 against the spread. And again, not a huge trend guy, but we hit you with the analysis earlier. Seattle, favored by three, is the first pick. 
Pittsburgh Steelers getting four in Baltimore. Now listen, if you can get four and a half or five for the purposes of the best bet, we're going with the lines I see this morning, Friday, October 30th. And listen, again, you know, Preston said if you can get a 2-5 on Seattle, great. If this balloons up and Baltimore's back at five, I mean, obviously, you got to take five. You have to. Now, then the problem becomes, do, do you wait? Listen, maybe you take the four, and then you take the five, too. You get a little greedy, but I really like Pittsburgh in this spot. It, listen, it's possible that Baltimore is nearly as good as the 14-2 and two, the team they were last year. Just prove it to us. Let's see it. Because I haven't seen that this year, and I don't want to hear about beating up on the Browns. Everybody good does that. I don't want to hear about beating up on Washington or Cincinnati. Show me what you got when Lamar's going to have to drop back and beat up on this Pittsburgh secondary. Can he do that? I don't know because we know they ain't going to run on him. So Pittsburgh plus four is my second bet. And the third bet, I really wanted to go with Miami. I like Tennessee a lot, but ultimately I can't get over this Bears injury report. And I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm seeing currently four and a half, but this looks like it could go higher. Khalil Mack did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. Cody Whitehair, their center, did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. And then the big one, as if Khalil Mack's not big. Allen Robinson, in concussion protocol, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. If they lose either of those guys, it's bad. If they lose two, it's really bad. If they lose three, we might see this line touch six. I don't care that it's the Saints' first game outdoors. Okay, I know Drew Brees has a weak arm, and Michael Thomas is giving people problems. He hasn't played in forever. Emmanuel Sanders, is he coming off the COVID list? I don't know. But I do know that the Saints' run defense is top 10 in the league. And if the Bears can't run and there's no Allen Robinson, uh, what is this going to be, the Cole Komet game? I mean, I like the kid out of Notre Dame, their tight end, but I mean, is that really good, the game plan? So give me the Saints at four and a half, rounding out uh, the best bets. Seattle favored by three. Pittsburgh getting four. Saints by four and a half. All right, I will do a proper goodbye. Hope everybody has a safe, happy Halloween. You eat the uh, candy. I love me some Twix bars, Skittles, gummy bears, all that sugary stuff that's not healthy for you. Give it to me all. I'll be stealing my kids' candy all weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 